welcome back to the Chasing Truth podcast. I'm Presley. And I'm Grace. And I hope everyone is having a wonderful week so far, a wonderful time in college if you're a college student, if college can be wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not loving it. I started college last week. Wow. Yeah. It's been, it feels like it's been like five months, but yeah. Yeah. And great. You're completely online, right? I'm completely online. Yeah. yeah. So I have, my classes are almost all online, but I have one in person. Yeah. So I, I have one on Zoom, but I just don't go to it because it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like majority of colleges, but let's keep a positive attitude. So I hope you're having a great week <laughs> in college or high school or wherever you're at. Um, just kidding. A it's beautiful good. day in the neighborhood. Education is good. Well, not indoctrination. We like education, not indoctrination. So that's where yeah. Preston and I are coming from right now as freshmen <laughs> in college. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, what else do we want to share with our audience? <laughs> college football's back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I know, exciting. I knew so that. we live, we're from Nebraska. And if you live in Nebraska, you know you love the Huskers. Like, well. you just have to. <laughs> <laughs> And so football is back on October 23rd. So our lives can resume in happiness. <laughs> I watched like 10 minutes of just football kidding. game the other day and it was the most I've watched in years. <laughs> I love it so much. Anyways. Oh, oh, this is exciting too that I'll share with our audience. So now that it's almost fall, pumpkin spice stuff is back. Okay, not a fan of the pumpkin spice lattes, but I had from... Scooters. Presley loves scooters, by the way. She had so many points. But scooters is just a Midwestern thing, so people might not know. It's a coffee shop in Nebraska. Nebraska. In like Kansas. Yeah, but they have a thing called the Carmelicious, and if you get the, I think it's called the Pumpkin Carmelicious. I got it Mm. blended. It was so good. I've tried the pumpkin spice. Not a, not the biggest fan, but yeah, the pumpkin caramelicious. Caramelicious is good, but there's like twelve good. billion calories in there. Yeah, which is why it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, no. Okay, so my back to my point. Pumpkin spice is back, and I love it. I love everything pumpkin spice. Not to be like you know a basic girl, but I just love it all. So the other night I got ice cream and I hope you all know this, but I love ice cream. Oh, I love ice cream. I love it. I I love everything about it. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so I got pumpkin ice cream and I put brownies in it. Oh. So let me tell you about this beautiful combination that I was a little unsure of. Pumpkin ice cream and brownies. But it was wonderful. So if anyone is interested in trying it, I just thought I'd share it with you all. That was an exciting part of my week. You know, break out the Uggs and the flannels next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, so fun. I love that. I love like the crisp, like it's warm because of the sun, but it's like cool because of the wind. Mm -hmm. It just feels so crisp and fresh outside. And my allergies will have me driven. It will drive me crazy, but it's just, it's a wonderful time to be alive. It really is. Mm -hmm. Anyways, do we want to get into today's episode? Yeah, we should probably start talking about that. Now that I've told um, what anything else we want to tell them about our lives. Any fun facts? I really like chips and salsa. It's my favorite pastime. Well, for the past week. For the past week, it's been my favorite pastime. <laughs> we might have to cut Grace this just out. likes food. <laughs> hey. We will keep it in here. Hey. <laughs> I do like good food. I know. Good food over bad food every day. Yeah. <laughs> 
think anyone would agree to that. <laughs> exactly. This is my common ground, my goodwill to the audience. You might not agree with me on everything, but you can agree with me that good food is better than bad food. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so building off of last week, we talked about worldview. And a worldview is the fundamental cognitive orientation of an individual that an application encompasses the whole of an individual's society based on their knowledge and point of view. Again, a worldview answers these four questions. Origin, meaning morality and destiny, and a person's answer to these questions will influence the way that they see and analyze the world around them. And then again, we talked about worldview as being based on truth, accepted truth, whether that be objective or subjective, and we kind of talked about the difference of that. So today we're going to be moving into more of the subjective truth slash me culture in Christianity. And let me, let me tie me culture and subjective truth together here for a minute. So first, as we explained in our episode called Why Abortion is Accepted, we live in a culture that values self and individualism above all else. And what we want you to understand is that the me culture movement or the self-love movement goes hand in hand with a worldview that is based on subjective truth. In fact, the individual objectification of subjective truth is both the origin and the result of the me culture movement. I'll say that again. Oh, that was good. The individual objectification of subjective truth is both the origin and the result of the meat culture movement. And what this means is that, one, we live in a society where individuals allow subjective truths like feelings, experiences, or preferences to form and to shape their worldview. So this means that now they're analyzing the world that they live in and making objective standards for themselves and for their community based off of these subjective truths like feelings, experiences, and preferences. And because we know that no one person is alike, not everyone has the same feelings, not everyone has the same experiences, not everyone has the same preferences, because we know this, that no one is exactly alike, there is no common ground based in a worldview. And with no common worldview, there's now no foundation for a common moral standard, and this results in a society that is intolerant of an objective truth. And this goes along with what I mentioned in a past episode, where a value that a person accepts and relates their identity with when attacked is now not just an attack on the idea or the statement, but it is now an attack on that person themselves because they have made this value a part of their identity. I think we might have talked about it in our very first episode where um, some people did a test and they 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 put people in like a brain scanner type thing, count scan, I don't remember what it was called, but they would start giving them um, facts that contradicted their political affiliations or that contradicted their personal opinions and their brains had the same reaction to a person that was about to be hit by a semi on a highway. So their brain out of, because your brain, the whole per- point of your brain is to protect you. It will want you to not change your mind on an opinion that has been made a part of your identity. So that's with that. Yeah, I think I can't. I think we talked about that. I don't know if we explained the whole experiment, but I know like we have talked about that yeah. personally. I don't, I can't remember if we talked about that in the episode, but um, I kind of just want to go back and repeat something you said, because it's, you're just bringing fire content today and <laughs> it's really good. And sometimes Grace talks super fast. So I want to <laughs> reiterate this, but her explaining that how 
as a society, we can't be grounded in subjective truth because everyone has different experiences, preferences, feelings, and with no common worldview because our worldview is based upon the truth that we believe in and that we hold to. With no common worldview, there's no foundation for a common moral standard. And the society that it results in is intolerant of objective truth, mm-hmm. as we're going to talk about in today's yeah. episode further. Yeah, and this is, this is so in line with what the me culture movement is teaching. They demand that, you know, their subjective truths, like we talked about, their feelings or their experiences or preferences, they demand that these things be tolerated and accepted because it is, and I'm going to air quote, their truth. We hear the mm-hmm. phrase all the time. And how dare you say anything different because they have formed their identity on these so-called truths. And because of this, anything that would contradict them would be incredibly offensive and understandably mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So this is an issue because the Bible claims that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the exclusive way to eternal life. Mm-hmm. And if we are believers, as believers, are called to spread the good news of the subjective truth of the gospel, then we're going to be offensive. Yeah. So this is the issue. And today we're going to be talking about me culture within the church specifically and how it has infiltrated Christianity and our relationships with God. Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of jumping off of that, your explanation of the emphasis put on subjective truth and how that leads to me culture, I think, and we would argue that the main problem regarding objective and subjective truth within the church today is that people ultimately value their personal experiences and feelings over the objective truth of God's word. They minimize the gospel in order to elevate their personal experiences and feelings in hopes that those things will draw people to Jesus when ultimately what we need is the gospel. The gospel Mm -hmm. is enough. The gospel is enough to compel people to Christ and to his finished work on the cross. And um, I'm actually really excited to talk about this today because I just listened to a podcast a couple days ago that I was sent by a friend. And this is a new podcast that I listened to, but I'm a huge, Grace and I are both huge fans of already. We are now in it for a while. (laughs) But so it was an episode by the White Horse Inn podcast. Shout out to them. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. We want to have them on our show eventually. So (laughs) hopefully. So if you listen to this. (laughs) Crossing our fingers, they'll come on. Yeah. But so anyways, the episode posed the question of when we're approaching an unbeliever and sharing and attempting to share Jesus with them, what do you do? Do you share the message of the gospel or do you share your own? personal testimony. And after this question was asked, I kind of sat back and was like, oh, I I don't think I've ever really thought about this before of, you know, comparing those two things. And the majority of responses shocked me, but at the same time didn't. I think I was just more so disappointed. So in the episode, they shared, they went out and asked people this question, and then they shared clips of the people's responses in the episode. And almost all of the people asked said that they would share their own testimony. They would share their own experiences and how Jesus has changed them and impacted their lives. So in saying this, I don't want to minimalize our testimonies because our testimonies are so important and impactful and praise God that we have testimonies to share and that our hearts have been changed through his spirit. But the truth is our testimonies are not about us. Our testimonies are about the one who gives us life and a testimony to share in the first place. Mm -hmm. And this is only accomplished through the gospel. Let us not forget that the only thing that we bring to the table in the message of the gospel is the sin that made it necessary. (laughs) 
for real. Like yeah. it's not about us. That's, good. that's the only thing we contribute. And that's, that's so good. That stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we just take it a step back for just a minute? So Presley, you're doing such a good job at articulating how people initially, they want to share their testimony about how they have been changed. Mm-hmm. And your testimony again is a subjective truth because it's a personal experience. So you're wanting to share a subjective truth. And last November, I actually went to a conference where Dr. J. Warner Wallace spoke and he was a homicide detective who didn't believe in God. And then he applied his skills in his career to, um, and applied them to like, is there a God? And he realized that the solution to a broken, sinful world cannot come from a broken, sinful world. It has to Mm -hmm. come from something external. And so he has a really great story, really great testimony, but he'll, he told us because he didn't share his story till the end. He said, my story doesn't matter. My story is not the reason that you should believe the gospel. It is Christ's story. It is his death on the cross that is sufficient to cover our sins. So, but um, yeah, continue. That's yeah. so good. So yeah, so I left off on the fact that us not forgetting that the only thing we bring to the table in the story of the gospel is the sin that made it necessary. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, like we're saying, how could our testimonies be about us? There's nothing we did to save ourselves. Our, salva- our salvation is solely through the life, death, burial, and resurrection Mm -hmm. of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins, which is the gospel. And also remember that Romans 116 says that we should never be ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation unto everyone who believes. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, I guess I was just disappointed by people's low view of the gospel Mm -hmm. in saying that they would share their testimony first. And some of them said first and then the gospel, but a lot of people in this in this podcast episode said that they didn't even know what gospel doctrine was. Yeah. And I was like, red flag. This is a problem. (laughs) Like people need to know the gospel and be capable of articulating it to others to share Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. So in saying all of this, I just realized how, um, how prevalent this this valuation of experiences and emotions and personal preferences over the objective truth of God's word really is in the church today. It's infiltrated it so much. Yeah. And I mean, yes, we are called to share the objective truth of God and it is going to offend people. But that is if we really love people, we have to tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. We have to show them that we're all sinners. We're all broken. We're all going to hell apart from the grace of God. And even though this might be scary to tell people, it might be easier to tell them your personal story, but just as the Bible, just as the gospel is our objective truth, it is also our objective peace. Our mm-hmm. peace is not based on our abilities to see succeed in any facet of life. It is not in our ability to bring someone to the Lord because the Lord brings those to himself. It is not, our peace is not based on, you know, whether or not we finish the episode for this week or that we have to record another one next week. Yeah. Our peace is consistent because it's based off of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and the truth that whatever happens in this life, I have a place in heaven with my savior. And that is so exciting and yeah. I can't wait. And so it's so much easier said than actually lived out definitely in life yeah. because because I'm by nature a very anxious person, mm-hmm. but, but the gospel is enough. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If it I is... didn't have the gospel to yeah. ground my life in and to continuously remind myself that Jesus came and died for me and my mm-hmm. peace and my eternity is in his hands. My whole life is in his hands and in mm-hmm. God's sovereignty. 
and that's where peace is found. Mm -hmm. Like if I didn't have that, I, I really would be an anxious wreck all the time. Right. And I remember like we talked about last week with our worldview, our faith has to be objective. Mm -hmm. It cannot be based on anything subjective. It has to be based on the belief that the gospel is the way, the truth and the life. And that is exclusive because we are trusting this faith with the eternal future of our, of our soul. Any religion, not just Christianity says that, you know, the faith in this religion is what's going to save you. That's what religion, you know, seeks to answer in this world. It has to provide origin, again, meaning, morality, and destiny. And so if we are trusting the destiny of our souls with a religion, we better hope it be true and objectively true. Amen. So, amen. The gospel is enough. The gospel is the answer. Yes. And yeah, so that was a lot. Yeah. We are super excited for next week. We have a special guest on and we're going to be discussing this topic further um, in depth with subjective truth and how that leads into me culture and society and kind of just the practices and Mm -hmm. religious philosophies. I don't know how much we want to get into explaining some pop culture things. Yeah. That that kind of strange. Yeah. That kind of come out of these me culture me Christianity, the new beliefs. age, all yes. that kind of stuff. If you know anything about new age, kind of, yeah, kind of talking about that. <laughs> we don't know a lot, but we're doing a lot of research. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll all be able to grow in our knowledge together so that we know what we believe and why we believe it and how it is different than what other people believe, because these are good things to know. Yes. So. Amen. Yeah. So that is all we have for you guys this week. Tune in for next week's episode with our special guest and And see you later. See you later. Bye.